of the Simen Lamed Beis Seir Vav. Now, this Sif is going to talk about Sirtut. Sirtut is, when you look at a cloth of the Sefer Torah, you'll notice that before the Sefer Torah is written, before Tilm's written, they scratch out lines in the Sefer Torah, lines above and below the letters, as you'll see, and down the sides. That Those lines that are scratched out are there for two purposes. Number one, the haloch is mechayevet. So therefore, even if a seifer doesn't feel the need for it, as we're going to see soon, you mechayev to have it anyway. And it's there as a guide. So to make sure that the seifer writes neatly along the lines, you're used to writing a line. When you write, when you write on line paper, we write with the ink above the line. Right? You use the line as the guide at the bottom of the letter. They use it as where the top of the letter is. You understand? And that's what, and then basically the, the, the scratch is above the line. And that's how they write. And that's what keeps them straight. And that's why Sefetari is written generally if the Sefetari, if the Sefer, and I need sort of a decent handwriting, right? So that's what, it's what, that's what keeps it straight. Right? No matter how good your handwriting is, Lamais, it's, it's impossible without a guide to, to keep it straight. So that's what Sirtut is, and let's see inside Allah. So Sirtut, when it comes to Tzvillam, Ein Tzorich L'Sartet, one does not need to do Sirtet, Ki Imshit except the top row. I Tzvillam, the Rechaber Paskins, that one does not have to have Sirtut for every line. You only need to have Sirtut for the top line on that of the cloth. And if he doesn't have to make straight lines without having sirtut, then if he'd like, he can scratch out for all lines. That's what the Mechaber says. But he doesn't have to. But if he needs to, he can. When you're scratching out the lines, you have to make sure they use, I don't know, they use some type of tool that scratches it out and use a ruler to make sure it's straight. But you'll notice it's not line like our line paper that has a blue line. It's clear line. It's scratched out. It's like a scratch. Right? It's clear. We don't use a color. And I should explain why Dafka should be done without a color. So we'll wait for that. Hagodar says, so, the Ramah disagrees with the Mechaber, and the Ramah says, even in the period filling, you should have complete sirtut for every single line, and he says, that's our minhog, and therefore if we open your film and you check your film, you'll notice that there is usually a sirtut for every single line. The sirtut is not always obvious if you get a, sometimes if you ask for a computer check, so they'll give you, you know, the, 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 the copy of the parishes, and then scan, you won't always notice the sirtut, because it's, don't forget, like we just saw it scratched without leaving a mark, meaning it's a clear mark, so it won't always be, it won't be picked up necessarily. But yeah, so you, but yeah, it shouldn't be with a mark. Let's see the Mishnah Bruce. This is going back in the Machab, who said you don't need sirtut by tefillin except for the top row. You don't have this like you have by mezuzah. There's a separate halacha that you're not supposed to write three words, three letters, sorry, from a pasuk without 
Sirtut, al But for that Allah, they shouldn't write three letters out Sirtut. For that it's good enough that the top row has a Sirtut. Tzumchab holds the only thing it's marked in Tulun and not everything else. Kistam b'nei adam yadam la'amin yadam l'ukhtav kala shidu yishari sa'ach shikazu shidoyayin. Shemura says that a good, most good seifrim, they need the first, they need the sirtut for the first line to get them started perfectly straight. But once they have that, so then they sort of use each line as a guide for the next line, and it helps keep them keep them straight as a guide. But they can't touch the line above, obviously, like we saw last week. The comma ain't sarich. The mechab says you don't need to do sirtut in every line. Mishum the imir till sated kol ashitin kedei lichtei v'yisu b'yeshul yapis ashitus shoshus v'yade. Mechab holds one does not have to, but if one would like to. In the Raid and Machab doesn't hold it's a problem with having additional sirtut. <coughs> what happens if you look notice the and you see the guy didn't do any sirtut? None of the lines. So that the Bialakha brings a machlaikis rishainim, whether you could wear such tfilin or not. If you have such tfilin, consult your own local Orthodox rabbi whether that should be done that way. But I hope if you paid a decent price for tfilin that you shouldn't have that problem. Especially this is really only negated to describe them. Because the Ashkenazim, we go like the Ramah, who holds that our minigis to be recited every line, not just the top line. So I guess this would only come out and by his father, Shusayfer, who was not going to do Sirtut in every line, for some reason he didn't even do the Sirtut on the top line. Yisartet, Perish Lachatchilu, Mishum Zekhel, Vanveyo, Albediyev, Afil, Mloy Sirtut, Vikas Vashid Zakumis, Endless Altfilm. And he says, Bediyevet, by Tfilin, it's not possible even if there's no Sirtut whatsoever. And even if his his lines are akumais, which means that you look at the iksav and because that guy couldn't write with a straight line. Whereas a mezuzah, it's a much bigger problem because there's a halachah that's required to have sirtut. But a ferris, we can't, we don't do sirtut with a ferris with lead. not with ink or with sikra or paint. with anything else. even between the lines and between the the the, the, the different. Um, the different um, columns you don't do you don't do certain with, with color v'cholze lechatchila al b'diavad ein lahachmir ken kasev halachim chamudis al yabed al yabed the lachmud say that if you notice your person used whatever reason uh, some ink to to make his zirut dale doesn't pass all the bottom but choose drashmul simjum fakig was a ma'od in mesurta b'shum tzav shachar if you use black ink and you did zirut with that machmas and the gius ice by ice idea zirut to shachar. He says that might be considered like a connection of the letters, which I used to say for what this means. He says he thinks that Avadeh doesn't mean to say that we we'll look at it as if two letters are one letter. But we saw earlier that you need Mukhav Gvil around each letter. Around each letter needs to be parchment space, we said, remember? And therefore you're not going to have parchment space, you have ink around the letter. And it sort of attaches the letters, and now you have letters that are attached without Gvil. Not that it's a question of really that we would think of it as one letter. Unless you write beneath the sirtut. He says this is probably only as if it's above the sirtut, but beneath the sirtut, which is how we write, he holds that that wouldn't be a problem anyway. And uh, meaning what, he, what he's saying is that when you wrote below the sirtut, means, he means say not up against the sirtut. Because let's say you use the sirtut as your guide, but you don't write mamish at the sirtut. So then you're not going to have the problem, even if it was a colored line. Because, meaning you use the sirtut as your guide, but you, you, you keep you know, a tenth of a millimeter away from the, the actual 
When you don't touch it to use it as your guide, you, you, mean, you remain below. But the Achrenim say you have to be careful if you remain below not to be too far away because it has to be obvious that the Sirtut is working as your guide. If not, you'll also have crooked letters. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Siv Zayin. Halachal Moshe Messinai. Halachal Moshe Messinai is tefillin ala cloth. Veloy al haduch soistus. That we write it on a cloth, which we always translate as parchment, and not on duch soistus. And we'll see soon what duch soistus is. Veloy al hagvil. And not on the gvil. Gvil is a skin or a hide that wasn't split in half. We'll see soon what that means as well. The 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 cloth is. We'll see soon. Inside, I'll just explain outside. Is gvil is the entire skin with the hair on one side, all the way through what touches the flesh of the cow and the, in, the innards of the cow on the other side. That's all called the gvil. And then when the ma'abed, what they do is they cause it to split into two. And then the outer part is called the cloth. And we write on the inner part of the outer part, the part that's facing the body of the cow, after it's split. And then after it's split, that second part that's up against, that goes to the animal, that's called the duchsustus. So he's saying you use a duchsustus. You can't use a duchsustus, you have to use a cloth. And you can't use it when it's a gvil. Which means the whole thing without separating the two. So you write on the cloth on the basar side, but don't forget, it doesn't go all the way to the basar because we said you removed to duchsustis from the skin. If you change down this When they process in the tanning of the, the, of the um, process, right? Ma'abed. Was the malachim jobs of tanning, which is how you prepare these. When you, you know you don't you don't rip the skin off the cow and you don't write on it, right? It's got to be processed, right? So the first step is ibud of this processing. What happens is the says it splits in half. The chelik hachitza in shulatzad say that the outer side that sorts the hair nikra cloth, the apnimi hadavuk labasa the inner part nikra duchsustis. Kiamino when it says Kaisun ala cloth be mokem basar that you should write on the cloth on the side towards the flesh, Hainu Bemokem Ayesakariv Labasa. Like I explained, it's a side that's closest to the flesh, but this side is not actually touching the flesh because it has a duchsustis up against it. Right? The Hainu Bemokem Chibura Kishu Davagla Duchsustis. The place where it's attached towards the duchsustis, right? So after the two in this process, I guess whatever We'll see soon the types of chemicals uh, or pre-chemicals, natural stuff they used to split it, that it would, would sort of separate the two pieces. So the part that was towards the duchsustis is the part that we write on. Uklofim shalon says, He says that this was Medina de Gemara. He says, he says our klafim no longer totally split in two. And it still has a din cloth. The kaysmalayim l'tzad basar, and you can write towards the flesh. Now, why is that considered cloth and not gvil, like we saw before? So he explains shemashim egarim klipasa yal yoyna shemamakim seir ena el kadei mashetzorch l'sakne l'achlikat. And that which they scratch off, he says, inside of the here is only to make it straight, smooth, and to be misakin it to lachlik, it makes it smooth. And even if it would be split in half, they would have to scratch off where the hair is, and that's how to smooth it out. 
And then in Mutzar HaBosar, Gerim Harbe Ein Shanisha El Klaf Bovad. So it seems like in Mechaber's time, so earlier he was quoting Medina the Gemara, and from the Lashanis of the Rishonim of how it splits. But it seems like, I guess, already in the Mechaber's time, when they were soaking it, they couldn't get it to split. So instead, he says they were Gerim Harbe. They would scratch off much of the inner Chalik so that they would be removing the entire Duchsustis by scratching it off. So now you're only remaining with cloth. So I guess if you went to the Mechaber's tannery, you wouldn't be able to see where the, the soaking process, I guess they couldn't get it to split anymore. So instead they would scratch it off that outer part, the, the inner part, the Duchsustis part, and now they'd be left with their cloth. Okay, we'll stop here.